Welcome back to M Podcast for All. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Dude, season two. We're back, y'all. The trailer's live. The preview's live. We are at uh, episode 2.1 after all that SM talk the last couple weeks. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy on our social media with the whole SM thing blowing up and Edwin's episode. It was really an honor having him on the show. I hope everyone liked it. SM2, 20 years worth. It's been on uh, pretty much repeated. How do you say that? A repeated loop? Yeah. On my uh, iPhone the last four days. Just running continuously. I've listened to it probably a good four or five times all the way through, and it's amazing. I definitely got to say it's it's amazing to say the least. Some good stuff we'll get that to in a bit. Uh, a couple weeks ago, before we had Edwin on, we said, ah, Metallica Mondays, I bet they're going to do those through the rest of the year, and uh, <laughs> that's not the case. It's definitely not. I for sure thought that they were going to go through the end of the year. I would have. I'm not even a betting man, and I would have put money on it. Twenty three weeks is a hell of a run, and I think they wrapped it up to just kind of get all the attention on the S and M two release. That's my thought. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they don't want to shadow over that, but I mean, if anything, they should have just taken a week off or two, and then you know said we'll resume it as soon as <laughs> the smoke clears. That kind of surprised me. Uh, we posted our top five shows from the 23 weeks that we thought were the winners. Did you see Lars on the Washington Post Instagram interview? Unfortunately, I did not. So it was that was on Friday. It was like a split screen with some reporter from the Post. He actually admitted that his least favorite song, check this out, Eye of the Beholder. Oh, wow. That is not what I would have thought he would have picked. I was surprised. He said, yeah, where that shuffle beat comes in with the chorus, it doesn't match the rest of the song. And who would have ever wrote that in their mid-20s? And I raised my hand saying, dude, that's one of the best songs on the record. Yeah. (laughs) He's just mad because he doesn't want to play it now. Uh, During that interview, one of our listeners, her name is Linda from Austria. She actually got a uh, question submitted that Lars took live on Instagram. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was watching. I saw her name pop up. I'm like, oh, here we go. That's pretty cool. One of our listeners, one on one with Lars, she asked, when are you playing the Justice album in its entirety? He said, when Eye of the Beholder isn't on it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably what it is. He was talking about every other album they've done in its entirety. And he says, maybe it's time for Justice. And at that time on the stream, you can see all the thumbs up and the hearts when people click stuff. Yeah. I bet there was 45 hearts a second going up the screen when he said that. You know, it was probably like uh, when he got done recording Sweet Amber and some kind of monster. And he said, are you sure I don't have to play it again? <laughs> That's how he feels about I. <laughs> oh, great footage. Uh, how about our buddy Jose at uh, Sirius XM with the old Zoom call with the boys? James is looking good. Yeah, he cut his hair little haircut and sounds like he's been working on material you know i gotta say the haircut makes him look quite a bit younger because that old slick black slick backed look man it, it aged him a lot i was like wow it's grandpa james grandpa james is the slick back and now he's kind of rocking that oh it's like that load haircut uh or like death magnetic-esque kind of that era. I notice he's really raised his guitar up a lot. 
in his older age. Uh, I saw the pictures and stuff from the drive-in uh, movie concert that they did. And man, that guitar is really, I think it's almost as high as Kirk's now. The drive-in movie in uh, Sonoma, California. Maybe someday we can play a winery. Yeah, it looked pretty cool doing that whole outdoor thing. I would love to do something like that. Maybe we should do a live stream show in a field somewhere. I loved all the backline, uh, not backline gear, but all the fake the cabs. cabs. It was awesome. My favorite cab of all time is that uh it's the Vox metal cab <laughs> no not the vox ac30 but the uh metal mesa boogie cab you know what i'm talking about oh i know it when i i know yeah i used to have <laughs> one if you if you do recall it came out on tour with us a few times i recall it and that's uh, my favorite cab i saw that i said oh god i just love that look i think that was one of their cabs on the puppets tour you know maybe they'll do a retro run where they'll just bring out all the old cabs at least they should just all metal great mesa cabs some purple marshals some red marshals some ac30 vox yeah there you go some of the songs were quite a bit slower live it makes me wonder if a click track's going through the drummer's ear yeah who knows lars isn't much of a click track kind of guy it seems but be interesting well snm2 we've had four or five days to digest it your overall thoughts very good, but I'm I don't think it tops one, to be honest. What? I really don't. Really? I feel like yes, twenty years later. Three hundred people just unsus unsubscribe, <laughs> by the way. You no, know, it's just I don't know. The mix you can tell they focused more on the orchestra this time around. And while I know that they're the main focus Nonetheless, Metallica's music is the main focus and their music is so riff driven. I feel like there's a lot of areas where I feel like the orchestra overshadows the guitar parts. Well, it's kind of like on our episode with Edwin. He said this time around, it wasn't so compressed. The orchestra was way opened up and kind of front front and center. I mean, mix wise, don't get me wrong. It's it, it sounds amazing. It truly sounds amazing, but I don't know. There's just maybe it's just you know twenty years of listening to S and M one. I'm partial to it, but I don't know. I'm still feeling like that one's taking the lead, not by much, not by much, but interesting. And, I like S and M one's album cover better. Yeah, yeah. It's I feel like this one was a little obscure, or maybe uh, just too much going on, if you will. I like the simplicity of SNM one's cover. I think it's a masterpiece, but I have three beefs. You ready for this? Who's got the beef? <laughs> I've got the beef. Uh, well, make it two beefs. One of these in my notes is a huge positive. Confusion is a totally different song now. It's got depth. It's got warmth. I think uh, SNM version of Confusion is is what it should be. It's a great song. Yeah, it's a it's a it was a good song before, and now it's a great song. Number two. Uh, God, I hate to say this. In the clean part where it's just James. Um, James' guitar and vocals. Lars is still keeping time on the hi-hat. Yep, I went back and listened to that after uh, 
after we had discussed that earlier, and you're right. I told you it was going to ruin it for me. It doesn't fit in there. It's one, you have Edwin as the conductor, so there's no reason to keep time. And two, you could have easily edited that totally out. Takes away from just the calmness of that part, I guess. Delete that. My last beef, unfortunately, has to do with our favorite song, Outlaw Torn. Oh, no. What'd they, what'd they do? You can barely hear the backing vocals for some reason. Maybe that feel me, see me, you know, that well, part. We know what that some reason is. That some reason is no Jason Newstead. That's a good point, but you think you I mean, had 10 months to mix and master this thing? You think you could bring those volumes up just a little bit more? Maybe people didn't want to hear Kirk and Rob's voices. Well, I do. I need to hear, see me. See me. <laughs> <laughs> There's my grapes. Other than that, masterpiece, amazing work. Oh, yeah. I Like I said, overall, I still think it's amazing just because I happen to still be more partial to one I that doesn't take anything away from two. I mean, it is, yep, two thumbs up for sure. We'll see what our uh, guest from the big state of Texas has to say about that in a little bit here. Dude, I love Texas. We've had we're, so much fun there. We're going to Dallas tonight. All right, trees, my favorite venue in the country. But uh, before we go to Dallas. I hear that train uh, a truck in here. You ready for some hate mail, which is a brand new segment in season two? Let's do this, man. The hate train is a rolling. This is from Ishmael or Ismail Irwin, Sacramento, California. (laughs) This is a good segue, right, from what we were talking about. In your last episode, guys, with the Billy Joel podcast, that was Michael Grosvenor from uh, Washington. In your last episode with Billy Joel, you said they would sell three to four million box sets of SM2. That's impossible. Average box sets are only in the six figure range. Keep up the great discussion, Ishmael. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'd like to know what Ish does for a living that makes him so qualified to know this. But, I mean, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> We're going to argue about album sales and box sets. It's like. Okay, I hope it sells three million just to prove you wrong. Right. Sorry, maybe it'll sell three to four million copies. Sorry, not box sets. It's Metallica. Anything they do goes platinum. Anything's possible with the boys. I mean, wasn't it? I think they just uh, they were like the number two most selling artists in 2019. Not bad for a metal band. Thirty years later, I think I saw that. Was that right next to Queen? Yes, I think so. If I remember correctly. And Queen only sold records because of the Bohemian, right? Yeah. Yep. Letter number two. Let's see. Daniel Roba. Raba. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. I'm sure we'll get another hate mail from you for that. Uh, let's see. Choo, choo. <laughs> he says, Iced Earth sucks. Why would anyone have a podcast dedicated to a bar band that should have folded up the tent 25 years ago? Bengals suck too. Chuck was cool. Please pass that on. Well, Chuck, if you're listening, <laughs> Daniel thinks that you're cool, but 
Ice Earth sucks. So this is Chuck Hoskins from Cincinnati. From Cincy, yeah. Love his bootleg stories with the two book boxes facing each other. I think yeah, he had boom boxes. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was the boom boxes. I, I typed in book boxes by mistake, spell check, or correct, whatever it is. <laughs> Autocorrect. So Daniel's not a Bengals fan, and he's not an Iced Earth fan, but he still likes uh, Chuck Hoskins from Cincy. We'll pass it on. Oh, well, he's from the Netherlands. That's why. You have a fight huh. overseas here. Well, it all makes sense now. Huh. Uh, one more in the hate train this week. Chris Argyle. Chris Scythe. Argyle? Argyle? Argyle. Oh, he's from he's from your neck of the woods. He's from Miami, one of those Dolphin fans. Oof. They haven't been good since Marino. <laughs> this one's pretty good. Chris says, I'm with Camilla from Chile that Judas kisses crap and Apocalypse is the best song from Side B of Death Magnetic. <laughs> Jeff is just jealous he doesn't have the bicycle parts guitar that Kirk uses. Yes, I am. Fucking right I am. Our buddies over at Metal Up Your Podcast, Clint and Ethan, call it the T-shirt gun guitar. That's the best description of that by far. <laughs> and he says, uh, great heated argument. Camilla won, Jeff zero. Cheers, Chris. Wrong. <laughs> Judas will always destroy Apocalypse. Hey, That's when Camilla got so excited she had to get up and get herself a drink. Remember that? I think it was a Foster's. I think it was. But you know what? Hey, put it this way. If Apocalypse was a better song, do you guys remember Mission Metallica when they th- released all those clips before yes. Death Magnetic came out? Yes. Well, huh, if Apocalypse was such a good song, why didn't they use that in their preview? But they used True. Judas Kiss. Hmm. hmm. Very true. Boy, it's almost like it's almost like that song was better or something. Huh. Well, I guess I lost that argument. Are you done, Jeff? Are you done? Yes, I'm done. I've I've calmed down. (laughs) Should we send the hate train out of town? Yeah, yeah. No more more hate train. Pizzle doesn't like that song anyways. The hate train's on its way out. Uh, I like that segment. Some hate, some love, and I think everyone means well. They just, you know, want to be keyboard warriors and blow their steam a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. If you like us, if you hate us, and podcast for all at gmail.com. Should we get to our guest? Yeah, enough with the mail. All right. Like I said, Dallas, Texas, everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, a chapter member, actually the VP of the To Live is to DFW. How cool is that for a name? Hey, I've heard of those guys. To Live is to DFW. Big Cowboys fan. I think you got to be a Cowboys fan if you live in Dallas. That's kind of the law. Yeah, that's like living in Minneapolis and being a Vikings fan. You just you have to. How about them Cowboys? Yeah! <laughs> uh, here we are, season two, episode one, Dallas, Texas. We welcome Mr. Andy Castle. What's up, Andy? Howdy, y'all. Thanks for coming on, Andy. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. What's new in uh, Jerry Jones's world? Man, I wish there was more. You know, Dallas was kind of a hot spot with all the COVID stuff, unfortunately. So, sure. Um, you know, it's a big city. Yeah. And we're kind of gradually opening back up like everywhere else. Um, it's the summer, it's hot. Um, there's 106 this weekend. Oh, um, that's toasty. Yeah. So, uh, but we're ready to go back to normal, ready for the fall. 
ready for Metallica to get back out there. Did you go to your local drive-in theater? I did. Uh, I went to one. Well, this is funny you brought it up. I went to one in Frisco, which is pretty far north Dallas. It was actually at the Dallas Cowboys practice facility. Oh, that's oh cool. my um, God. So you were in heaven. Yeah, yeah. Um, they just do, It's not a permanent drive-in. They just do a little pop-up. They just throw up a screen in a parking lot. Um, so yeah, me and three others went there. Had a good time. Way cool. Yeah, yeah. So like Jeff and I were discussing, did you think the temples were kind of pulled back a little bit? A little bit. Um, you know, we had heard a couple songs from Howard Stern when they had those three songs they did. And I remember those being quite a bit slower, especially Rome. Yeah, Rome was like album speed almost. Yeah, right. And then I think from those same sessions, there was maybe like a 30 second kind of sneak peek of them playing Creep and Battery. And Battery was like slow motion. Right. Well, it's because they had to make sure the concert was long enough, but they didn't want to play too many songs. <laughs> well, when you open up with Bread Fan, it's a good time filler. Oh, my God. Here we go again. Season two and Bread Fan's still rolling. <laughs> 2.1, Bread Fan kicks them off, just like our trailer. <laughs> How about s and too, Andy? You've been living in that world all weekend like oh, the rest of us? of course. Uh, it has been on nonstop. I think I've watched it three times all the way through and probably listened to it six or seven all the way through. So it's awesome. And Iron Foundry is your favorite song, right? Uh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. No. We're taking a poll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could probably skip that one. What's your consensus on it? How do you feel? Where it, where does it rank with S&M 1 for you? Well, I would need to go back and listen to SNM one now and so I can do a more side by side comparison, but it's it's definitely up there. Uh you know, we might talk about this later, but I got introduced to Metallica through SNM one. Oh, so okay. you know, you know, here here in this SNM two, I mean it holds a special place in my heart, especially what because I was actually there. Um, but it sounds great. I mean I'm it does sound sure, great. I'm sure there's a couple of things you can nitpick about, but I mean it's a great Metallica album. Yeah, without a doubt, I'll agree with you on that. Well, if I nitpick two things and maybe the album artwork, I think it's a pretty damn good piece of work. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, if the album art is the only thing that you nitpick on it, I'd say they put out a pretty good album. It's just something about that that orangish, brown, violin, cello color that's all over the entire box set. I was like, okay, enough of the orange. I just feel like it, the whole thing, like I said, it's too busy for... To me, with you know an orchestra, it's sophisticated and just kind of like... It's like action. Here we are. Yeah. Well, Andy, since you're our inaugural victim for season two, this is where I ask you the maybe $100 question. Maybe not million dollar, but let's make it $100. Uh, we want to know right from the start, does your memory remain? And what is your biggest memory since day one of being a Metallica fan? Wow. Uh, I would say, I mean, it's easy to say S&M too, because I was just there. Uh, you know, I, I would say Houston, maybe Snake Pit. I got to do the Snake Pit there. Ooh, ooh, nice. um, you know, and just seeing the band so up close and in your face. I mean, right there, no rail or anything. Um, it's pretty hard to beat that experience. Um, you know, I got a fist bump from James, you know, oh, I did the whole, dude, I'm never awesome. washing this hand ever again type thing, you know? Uh, so this brought to you by Dove soap, right? right. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's probably pretty that's much up the there. Peak, or it's up there. Yeah, for sure. That's your top memory. 
Yeah, and also my first show I ever went to. I mean, you know, it, it kind of springboarded to my whole fandom and everything. So it's hard to forget that memory. What was the first show? It was September 4th, 2004, Lubbock, Texas. Ooh, St. Anger. Uh, well, that's why I was going to bring it up because I know Jeff's a big St. Anger <laughs> fan, right? I am a huge St. Okay. Anger fan, well, yes. <laughs> this show was pretty special because it's the only time they played Sweet Amber live. Oh, dude. Wow. Yeah. That's, um, you know, when it happened, okay. I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. That's Jeff's wet still, dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if I could hear the Saint Anger rehearsal DVD played live in its entirety, that's that's the only set I need. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's the only time they've played it, Andy. That is correct. Yeah. Wow. In yeah. The middle of nowhere, Lubbock, Texas, of all places. Exactly. Hey, we've been there before. Yeah. Yes, we have. Great town, but it's in, like I said, middle of nowhere, Texas. Literally middle of nowhere. Not the home of Buddy Holly. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this last tour, the in, arena tour, they played there. And so their little Kirk and Rob Doodle, they put a little Buddy Holly tune in there. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Remember what it was? No. All of my love, all of my kissing, you don't know what you've been missing, oh boy. Oh boy, when you're with me, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I never got into Buddy Holly. And, you know, sometimes I can't really understand some of the words Rob kind of barks out in some of those songs, but, uh, um, I did know his buddy Holly kind of remembered the tune a little bit. See, even he, he knows Andy knows about Rob singing. That's why you didn't hear. <laughs> that's why you don't hear anything on Outlaws. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, we love you, Rob. But, dude, there you go. Just sing a little bit louder next time. It's funny. Every time I think of Buddy Holly, all I think of is a plane crash on the Minnesota Iowa border and a blizzard in February. That's a sad memory of Buddy. That's all I got of him, man. I'm sorry. That's all I got. <laughs> I knew it was called the, uh, I think it was called the Winter Dance Party. And he was on tour with Waylon Jennings and the Big Bopper, I believe. Yeah, I can't speak intelligently on that one, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it's weird because it's kind of a like a Cliff Burton story. They were drawn straws or drawn cards of who was going to take... They were in Mesa, they were in Clear Lake, Iowa, and they were going to take a bus with no heat up to Fargo. Oh, right, right. And Buddy said, fuck all you guys. I'm not getting on this cold bus because I've been sick, so I'm going to go charter a plane from the local airport. It was like a little four-seater Beechcraft Bonanza. Yep. And that's how it ended. It's like the La Bamba guy. There you go. What was it Richie Van- Vance or Val? I don't remember something richie valens valens that's what it was yeah that was it so it was valens whalen and the big bopper oh right all on that plane that night no just buddy was on that plane oh okay okay because he was like i'm taking a plane i'm not getting on that bus and getting sick and the other ones are like oh see you there tomorrow it's a bummer it's all she wrote see this is why i didn't want to fly i told you (laughs) pete's that driving man (laughs) <laughs> no, no more windshield time. Andy, tell us about the chapter and uh, to live is to DFW. That's the airport code. Yeah, it is. Um, it was started, I guess, summer 2015 by Sam Gray. Uh, he went, we all went, or I didn't, I was there at the show. Um, Metallica played just outside of Austin at the X Games. And I know Sam had one meet and greet. 
And then with that, you got to go on stage and watch the band from behind. And oh, while sweet. he was there, uh, he, he just met a lot of people that were from Dallas that were there. So he just finally decided to start a chapter. Um, I didn't get really joined into it until about a year or two later. And then I guess a year or two after that, he asked me to be one of the VPs. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun thing. I mean, it's, you know, I've got to meet a lot of good people. You know, obviously you guys know about all the Metallica family, but, you know, I feel like a lot of us are friends even outside of Metallica now. So it's just a real special group and community that we have. Way cool. Is that the yeah. is that the only one in Dallas? I know there's some other Texas ones, but you guys are kind of the big ones. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's the only one in Dallas. Um, now there's seven chapters in Texas. Jeez. Yeah, it's a lot. But uh, well, I mean, Texas is like half of America. So. Right. <laughs> a thousand miles wide, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. God, your first show was St. Anger. How many shows have you seen? Uh, so I went to S&M 2 night one that was my 20th show so nice. 20 total nice that's a good number yeah yeah hey you know my, my first show with metallica was saint anger tour as well okay yeah yeah it was august 16th 04 huh imagine that funny how i remember that shane must have been at the same show something happened that night <laughs> so andy between snm2 and uh snake pit houston that's probably your 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 go-to top ones that is, that is, yeah, for sure. I mean, kind of hard to beat the whole S and M experience with everything. Yeah, yeah. You told me earlier you did not go to night two because you had to get back to watch a little team called the Dallas Cowboys. I did. Yeah, I haven't missed a home opener in probably, gosh, oh boy, fifteen, seventeen years. I don't. It was two thousand four. So let's, yeah, sixteen years. Wow. So I had to. That's impressive. I had to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, all right, one night of Metallica, one night of the Cowboys, to get right. back to both worlds. This is a win win situation. Yeah. And honestly, I was going to have a tough decision to make because I was lucky enough to get tickets to night one. And had I had that not happened and I only got night two, it would have been a hard decision to make which one I was going to pick. But... It was written in the stars, man. It was meant to yeah, be. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> How yeah. about you, Cowboys? Our second guest ever was Matt Angeli from Denver sports fanatic who's trying to see every team play in their home stadium or arena there you go it's called the 123 club i think you might be onto something after you've seen 16 straight home openers yeah well i mean i have been to nine away games too so uh we try to we try to do one of those every year if we can with my dad um so yeah kind of the same thing we want to hit all the stadiums i would i would love to so ever since that huge stadium i've uh, in the big you know the big jumbotron down there of course everyone knows about it i've been wanting to go down and see a game at at the dallas stadium so i'm hoping that someday i get the opportunity to fly down there and see the vikings play yeah let me know we'll try to go get tickets it's it's definitely a nice stadium it's it's crazy to believe it's already 10 11 years old and it still feels one of like the top stadiums in the world oh oh, absolutely it's absolutely amazing you'll probably be the only person that will walk in if we go see a game with someone that's wearing a vikings jersey but that's all right oh boy no, no we'll I'll, get... I'll, I'll cover it up with a cowboys jacket as we walk in yeah there's usually lots of away fans there so you'll be in okay company all right you were a Deion sanders jersey from 94 man yeah, hey you now you're talking yeah 
Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman. Oh, dude. Boy, that was just a dynasty. That list could go on. I mean, that whole era was absolutely just, it was a powerhouse team. Andy, remember when Leon Lett held <laughs> oh, the gosh. ball out and fumbled it and it changed <laughs> everyone's score for the Super Bowl odds? <laughs> yes. All, all, all just like, don't touch it, man. He just had to, you know. To have an NFL career like that, and then you're known for fumbling right. as you're basically walking into the end zone like a lazy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he just had to be that guy. He's like, I got to stir the pot. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. I'm going to fuck it all up for everyone. Well, when those bigger guys get a ball, I mean, they just... I mean, they just don't know what to do sometimes. You know? Right. They never touch a ball in their lives, basically. Oh, and football. <laughs> and then there's Refrigerator Perry. Oh, dude. They used to give him the ball and go right up the middle. What? He's about 400 pounds, number 72. That dude was a brick. <laughs> yeah, they call him the fridge. Right. Andy, what's behind you there? Are those stadium yeah, chairs? So these are, yeah, these are two chairs from the Cowboys' old stadium called Texas Stadium. Oh, boy. Oh, man, that's yeah. so cool. Whenever they, I guess a lot of stadiums do that. Whenever they moving out, they kind of sell what they can from it. So, man, but it, why didn't I get any Metrodome seats? Yeah, I'm sure they sold them. <laughs> they did. They they even sold stupid stuff like toilets and urinals and you know, oh, like like old carpet and stuff. I'm like, what do you do with something like that? It was ridiculous. Shane, so. <laughs> could you imagine buying the urinals from the Metrodome? You remember those big long silver fuckers? They were troughs. Yeah. Yeah. Were, yeah. Imagine buying one of those. Yeah. You were standing in line with 40 other men pissing <laughs> into the same stainless steel trough. Oh, God. It stunk <laughs> so bad. <gasps> the old Metrodome. Probably the same as Texas Stadium, right, Andy? Yeah, it was It was rough. I mean, that thing looked good on TV, but, man, you go in person, it was a dump. It was yeah. time for the Cowboys to move out, to be honest. Jerry had a little bit of an upgrade in the house there. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I think yeah. he... Uh, he upgraded. Metallica played that stadium back in the day quite a bit. Texas Stadium, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, like summer, summer Sanitarium and all that stuff. Yeah. Monsters of Rock, GNR. Yep. Yep. It would have been there. Remember pictures of that that squared off roof with the kind of the rec- <laughs> rectangle cut in the in the top of it, right in the middle. Yeah. Well, you know why the the hole in the roof is there, right? Uh, I sent a really bad joke coming, but go ahead. It's so God can watch his favorite team. Oh, <laughs> All right. End of episode. Nice talking to you, Andy. <laughs> well, yeah, no, we, note, or, yeah, we can get back on Metallica. No, there you go. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. Oh, that's good stuff. That's funny. Well, it's America's team after all, right? Yeah, yeah. God's team, Jerry's team. That's your church, basically. Jerry's kids? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Hey, you know, even though Shane lives in Florida now, he's still a Vikings fan. He's got to be. Good, good. How many times have you brought that up on the show and I have to just go, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because people got to know that you root for your home team. And that's what Andy's doing here. 
let it be known in the late 80s and most of the 90s, I was a diehard 49ers fan. Yeah, I know you're a 49ers uh, fan. I just got to give you a hard time. Just during the dynasty. And then after Steve Young and Rice hung it up, it was horseshit for a oh, decade. Steve Young. And I don't mean to get political, but Kaepernick comes in, and he did actually pretty well. They went to the Super Bowl and lost in the fourth quarter, and then 49ers have been overshadowed by politics ever since, and I guess yeah. I'm back to, back to the purple. Yeah, you kind of got to move away from the drama and just go back to the disappointment that is the Vikings. <laughs> oh, 39 years of... Uh, We're always going to be let down. <laughs> Purple disappointment. Oh, Oz, my second show was Ozfest 2008. Um, that was the debut of Cyanide. Oh, no. Um, isn't, isn't that when they didn't they headline that over Ozzy? Did, yes. I remember that and, was like a really big deal. It's like, okay, for the first time ever, there's going to be a Ozzy's not going to headline his own festival. Right. Yeah. And, and of course, Ozzy did his deal where, you know, he was only supposed to play, I don't know, an hour and a half, but he just kept playing and playing because he wanted to show he's the boss or whatever. Well, Nino Metallica was probably like, well, it's Ozzy. So yeah, just let him do what he well, wants. Well, he yeah. knew whatever he wants, but it was one of those. It was, man, it was in August in Texas outside. So, you know, it was like 105 yep. and um, I took my girlfriend who ended up becoming my wife, thankfully, but we were watching a band on the side stage and she passed out in the middle of the crowd and I had to drag her out of there. And, Jeez. I just remember, good gosh, this this girl's dumping me the next day. <laughs> Took her to a concert. It was too hot. Yeah. And, oh. yeah. and then you said, uh, oh, sorry you passed out, but I'm watching Metallica. Yeah, exactly. Here, you go sit in this tent. Here's a bottle of water. I'll be back in two hours. Here's the Red Cross tent. They're debuting a new song. I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. Well, she was good. You know, it was in the middle of the day. And then we just gave her some water. And then by the time Metallica came on, it was night. And she was good to go. And her life was changed. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, she knew what she got into, so it is what it is. <laughs> is that um, but it was a cool, but that was a cool show, though. Um, so like I said, talking about the highlights, they played Cyanide debut. Um, they played like Damage Incorporated, Ooh. Um, Ride the Lightning. We got the Merciful Fate medley. Yep, yep I was I just going to say, was King Diamond there? He was, and so I don't really know this, but when Lars introduced him, he said he actually lives in Dallas. So that's why he actually played there. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, Way cool. Yeah. They played yeah. the full version of the medley, didn't they? The full version, the full Dude. 10 minutes or however long that thing is. Yeah. They only played that twice, I think, there in the Fillmore. Okay. <laughs> They're like, here, we're going to play five songs, and then we're going to play the medley, and that's going to be the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Merciful Fate will take us from 9.15 to 10.10. Right. <laughs> That's solid. So King Diamond, Damage Inc., what'd you say, Ride the Light and Cyanide? Cyanide debut. Cyanide, yeah, we got Injustice for All. I oh, mean, yeah. That's, yeah. Jeff. Um, I mean, that's that's Jeff's jam, Andy. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite song ever. Good. So, yeah, it was a fun show. I've never – I'm trying to think of the sh- – ridiculous amount of shows i've been to i don't think i've been to a show where they played something like they debuted it and we had no idea what it was yeah that'd be weird hearing cyanide and having yeah, no idea like yeah 
I'm well, just to think I'm of assuming show. you're at the Minneapolis show when they did Hardwired, but I guess did Hardwired get released right before yep. it happened? We okay. already knew what it was. That was released as a single like two days before that, so you already knew what it sounded like. Yeah. yeah. But to hear something live in a stadium that's, boy, foreign, that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you can tell, because you know, everybody's bobbing along with the songs, but when a new song comes on, everyone's just kind of just sitting there, you know, really paying attention. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is when... uh the uh, Beyond Magnetic songs at the Fillmore. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they kick into uh, just a bullet away, and I'm like, whoa, how did this not make the record? When you saw him in the, what was it, 96, 97? When was it, Shane, that you saw him? For what? Load? Did you you saw him on the, did they do Fuel? Yeah, you, Fuel for Fire. No, like what you see on Cunning Stunts? Yeah. Nope, they weren't doing that yet. Oh, damn. So the fuel, the fuel slot on Cunning is usually where they had like Wasted My Hate and that usually rotated with like Whiplash. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, I didn't get, didn't get the, uh, the fuel alternate lyrics. I love those lyrics. Yeah. It just is a little repeated or repetitive. Love those lyrics. (laughs) Some of them are better than what, what we have now. It was all right. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't know. Christmas time or some shit. <laughs> Ain't going to be no five years. <laughs> I don't know when the fuck it's going to be out. Hopefully Christmas time or some shit. Andy, speaking of uh, your favorite songs, Jeff, okay. maybe you should introduce this segment as we kick off season two. Well, it's kind of uh, carrying over from season one, but instead of being on the island and you know being with a volleyball... We're going to move on out to the desert. You're stuck out there. You got five songs to pick for the rest of your life. Which songs would you pick? But, dude, he's from Texas where it's 115 degrees, so he's used to this. So he's, he's going he's gonna to survive this shit. He'll survive the heat, but, yeah. man, he's got to sit on top of that little plateau. Hopefully <laughs> hopefully you know how to climb, man. Yeah. Him and Tom talking about MI2. Yeah. <laughs> and all the slow motion that was in that movie. That's right. John Woo. Before we get started, I remember going to the theater to watch that movie, and the song was in the fucking credits. Right. Yeah. The entire movie. I'm like, when's this going to kick in when there's all this action? Nope, the credits. At the end. <laughs> Roll credits. Boom. Down. Boom. <laughs> Pretty much. I love that song, though. That was, that's still to this day, one of my favorite songs. All right, Andy, you and uh, Mr. Cruz in the desert outside of Tucson. Five songs for the rest of your life. What do you got? Well, I'm definitely starting off with one for sure, just because it's my all-time favorite Metallica song. I mean, I know it's kind of a big hit and all of that, but... doesn't know. matter. One yeah, is number one for you. Oldie and a goodie, so... Uh, I will probably also go with For Whom the Bell Tolls. Um Again, another big hit, but I've always loved that song and, just, you know, the bass intro and everything. 
Oh man, you're making this tough. Uh, Every time Bells comes on, you can't help but get excited. It doesn't matter how many times you hear it. It was like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember the beginning of the movie was it Zombie Land and for whom the bell tolls plays. And of course, you hear the song a million times. I remember being in the theater and all of a sudden you heard the ding. I'm like, no fucking way. I'm like, all right, I love this movie already. <laughs> Got all pumped up. There's a reason they've played it 1,500 times since 84. Right. I mean, every time you hear it, it doesn't matter how big of a hit it is, you still get pumped up. Yeah, a huge staple. But, I mean, look at Andy's list right here. One in Bells, two yep. major hits, but you can't argue with that whatsoever. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah. Now he's going to say something like Merciful Fate Medley. No, no. You know, I guess I guess because we're doing the Stranded on a Desert Island. Oh, sorry, the desert thing whatever yeah yeah no more island uh, we're, we're yeah it, it's i disappear with yeah. tom cruise <laughs> um, not that other guy with the volleyball we're done with him yeah he's out for good i guess i probably have to throw in maybe a little slower song for a change of pace so i'm probably gonna go with fade to black oh close nice yeah pretty good i thought about yeah i thought about some others in there but you know that song's just so amazing um you were just going in chronological order on the record. Track three, track four. <laughs> yeah. Take an easy way out, Andy. That's a way. That's how Metallica plays, and they play those lightning tracks back-to-back all the time. I love it, too. Okay, so now I'm going to go way back to the first album. I'm going to say Ooh. The Four Horsemen. Ooh, that's one of mine. Yeah. Um, Al- I know it's... Album but... version, of course, right, with the, the, the Leonard Skinner interlude. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a Mustaine song, kind of, but, you know, that's that's probably my favorite song on that album. Um, it always gets me going, I guess, like all Metallica songs do. That song was so ahead of its time for so oh, many, yeah. so many oh, reasons. Yeah. That's why it's in my list. It's just endless. Oh, yeah, cool. between the, the riffing in it, the I mean, even the interlude, just everything about it, the way it flows. It was that definitely... song could easily be on Puppets. That kind of that kind of riff, the interlude, yeah. the lyric, yeah, if you yeah, polish the... that song up like another four years later. That could easily be a puppet song. I've always thought about that. You know, it's funny you say that because I've never thought about that until now, and I I see what you're saying. Like you could you could definitely do that. Picture disposable ending, and before leper. The only difference is it would have come been, on, guys. Come on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, yeah, I can I can hear that. It was definitely the most advanced slash complex, if you will, song musically on that album. Right. It's just ripping the solo in the end, the whole thing. Plus, it's long. It fits right up there like a puppet's uh, time time crunch. Yeah, yeah, I can see that for sure. All right, Andy, one bells fade, the mighty four horse. Yep. Your last song as you disappear. It's going to be Blackened. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) See, Shane gets excited. When you said slow song, I I was fingers crossed. I was like, let's see if we keep the outlaw train rolling. No, no, no. It's got to be Blackened. Got to be Blackened. You were pretty adamant about saying no about Outlaw. Is that is that a is that a no go for you? Uh, no, I love Outlaw. Okay. Um, now this might be kind of controversial, 
I mean, I kind of feel like I'm picking between kids here, but you know, the whole bleeding me outlaw thing, I'm more of a bleeding me guy. Yes. Uh, no. But again, Outlaw's a great song, but I'm not putting it in anywhere near like a top five Metallica song. So come on. You must you must have heard the episode <laughs> with Edwin saying it was almost bleeding me. And he I had, know. Yeah, the I final know. say, man. I was impressed. I heard that. And, you know, I, I can understand his point of view. He said it had more room for the orchestra, and it, it kind of makes sense. But no, no load songs anywhere near the top five. <laughs> uh, probably not. Um, you know, I don't know if we get into album rankings, but you know, um, I don't put load as high as probably a lot of people do. (laughs) Jeff, when I look at his list, it's, it's solid. But when you think about it, four out of the five of those are what I would consider hits. Right. And it's funny because we discussed this. I said as much as solid old school hits, Shane and I've discussed this and I said, you know, as much as I like hearing like all the rare songs it's almost like it's of course we're having diehard metallica fans so of course they're gonna pick a bunch of rare songs i'm like i actually want to see a fan come on and like pick a bunch of popular songs so let's face it they're popular for a reason so the fact a that, big reason yeah it's so all your list i mean it's it, it's funny to say even though they're a bunch of hits it's actually one of the most unique we've had compared to everyone else's i look at his list and i think everyone could leave a concert walking back to their car looking at these five songs going oh man i can't believe they didn't play horse i can't believe they didn't play black and what they didn't play fade right think of that stadium hits but those are songs like you'd walk away and be disappointed if you didn't get them yeah if bells wasn't getting played could you imagine (laughs) it's happened a few times but it's I've said to myself, I've walked out of arenas going, oh, I haven't heard Four Horse or Blackened in, you know, 17 shows. Come on, guys. Yeah. Right. I, You know, it's funny because um, I've seen Metallica 20 times, but two of those times they didn't play Bells. And I know it seems pretty rare. Um, that's that's weird. just such that, a huge that's song. weird when they don't play it. Yeah. Would they play instead a good song like Bread Fan? Uh, maybe. I mean, if, well... Uh, <laughs> The first one that didn't happen was at my first show, Lubbock. But, I mean, they played a lot of good songs there. Oh, so like, they, they played Sweet Amber. And so they played Sweet like, Amber. They played, like, No Leaf Clover. Um, we got I Disappear of Wolf and Man. I love their sellers in the St. Anger yeah. era. They played some great oh, set yeah. there. I haven't heard – I think I've heard Wolf once, and that's just when they did Black Elements and Diarty. Yeah. I bet the – I was going to ask you, Andy, the rarest thing you've heard is – what probably merciful or sweet amber well sweet amber just because they've only played it once that's huge um i looked up i looked it up merciful fate it looks like they played eight times how sweet are you to hear that jeff to see i'd have to sing it like kirk how sweet are you that was pretty good yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i figure after eight nine years of Pretending to be Kirk, I gotta kind of do his voice. I, although live, I add a little bit more of the the Jason esque vocals. I bet when they played Sweet Amber, two thirds of that Lubbock Arena were like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> we had no idea. Yeah, is this a yeah. cover song? <laughs> I'd even have to think about for five or ten seconds. Going, yep, this, yep, that's what they're doing. Down, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there, there must be something in the water in Lubbock because on this last tour, 
on the uh, arena tour, they debuted Here Comes Revenge there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Another debut. It must be Buddy Holly. <laughs> yeah, it must, maybe so. Yeah. It's got to be something because that's a interesting song to play live, too. That's a great song off of the second side, in my opinion, of Hardwired. Yeah, I would I'd put that one up there for the better songs on the on the B side if you want to call that a B side. <laughs> Great song. That is the B side to me, but that's that's Yeah, no. It's, it's that and it's spit out the bone in my opinion. I'm not going to yeah, no, I will agree with you on that. Here comes Revenge is probably my favorite on that truck and great riff. It ain't no dream no more, but that's all right. Side one's better. <laughs> You and your dream no more. Someday I'll understand it. <laughs> it's tuned lower. It's got that goofy first grade drum beat in it. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm giving you a, a pick off of side one. Dream or Halo? Well, I feel... No, don't, like... don't give me that attitude. Just pick one. I would pick Dream. Oh, my God. Oh. Did you hear that, Andy? Wow. I've wow. always been kind yeah. of the guy that doesn't like to... I always pick the less popular, I feel like. Well, yeah, you pick St. Anger over the Black Album. There's something wrong with you, dude. Uh, oh, I, wow, you put it that high? Wow. St. Anger's number <laughs> two in my top <laughs> albums of all time. Whoa. He's he's legit, like... it's That's it's, his word, man. It's true, Andy. It's real. Shane wow. knows, but he knows I'm a true Metallica fan. It doesn't mean yeah, that... Yeah, absolutely. I really am, but I... I'm a unique Metallica fan. Dream over Halo. That just, I don't know what to say to that. Okay, this is, okay. Halo is a better song musically. I think overall musically, it is a better song hands down. What I prefer listening to is Dream No More. And I like songs that are melodic and and whatnot like like Halo, but I just prefer to listen to Dream. And I think it's just maybe because it's not as popular. I don't know what it is. There's just something about that song that I've always liked. Every time I think of Dream, I think of like a sad but true Devil's Dance kind of feel. Well, and that's yes. weird because like those two songs, like I like Sad and Devils, but by no means are they even close to like favored songs for me, nor is Dream. But I just, there's something about that song that I always just found kind of cool. It's had this kind of like darkness what, to it. <laughs> Andy, what are your thoughts on Low Man's lyric? I actually like it. Good, because we have a new segment called oh. Name That Low Man's Lyric. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, hey, it's all good. We, we've we transitioned from trivia, you know, who wants to be a millionaire, to Low Man's Lyric. All right, we're going to play you three seconds of a song. Oh, man. And the song could be selected from anywhere from the start. Anywhere in the song, we're just going to slide the uh, selector to a certain part on pause. I'm going to hit play. You get three seconds. We're going to go through five songs, and you get three strikes, and you're out. Okay. I'm hoping to get one right. Makes sense. Oh, you're going to be fine. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Song number one, three seconds. That, I believe, would be damage incorporated Ooh, nice job dude jeff it's working (laughs) oh boy here we go i already like this segment already for those of you wondering 
nothing's produced. I don't even think we're going to put the actual track in there. This is just iPhone up to studio vocal <laughs> mic and our listener 500 miles away can hear it. It's working, Jeff. I think that it's fair that whatever he hears is what the guests or what the fans listening that's, should hear as that's well. Fair. That's fair. Less editing and it's just raw. It's raw. Yeah. Straight to the point. All right. Low man's lyric candy. Song number two. Here we go. Man. Dude, I can hear it in my head. This is fun. Hey, if after three strikes, if I know it, can I answer it if he doesn't get it in three strikes? Is that fair? Uh sure. But he's he's gonna get this. No, he'll get it. I don't know. It's it's one of those garage songs, right? So let me think. <laughs> <laughs> a great answer. I'm going to give it to you again. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I told you I was going to be bad at this. Oh. So I have to take a guess? You're in the right era. I'd, I'd take an educated yeah. guess if I were you. Yeah. Great song. I mean, you've got three guesses, so three guesses. If you know the the songs off of that era, then no, 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 you get three strikes for the entire thing. That's on oh. me. So I'm already out after this song. Right? So we got uh, five songs. You get three oh, strikes gosh. for all of them. Yeah, but he has. You know, you haven't. Does he have any strikes yet? He hasn't guessed anything no. yet. Yeah, no, you're no. good. You're he's good. Nail damage. We're only on number two, bro. Right. Yeah, you're. But good. I'm gonna get three strikes on this song. <laughs> no, you're not. We'll move on. <laughs> Well, it's not bread fan. Um, it, gosh, I don't know. I'm just going to have to give up because I don't know this one. Um, it's going to make me so mad. I'll play a little bit more, but we'll move on. Okay, sorry. I know it now. Survey says. <laughs> it's electric. There you go. <laughs> Woo, okay. Just need a couple one. more seconds, Andy. Ooh, man, okay. Are we that giving that to him, Jeff, or no? That, that can be a strike. <sighs> and, dude, I mean, I, I want to say yes, but I mean, you you like played a, a long portion of it. I can give myself a strike on that. I think that's going to have to be a strike. I think we gave him too much time. Hey, when that buzzer on that game show goes, eh, and that red X pops up, what show is that? Oh, that's Family uh, Feud. Oh, nice, Andy. Yep. <laughs> Jeff, we need a Family Feud sample. I'm on it. I'll get it made. Every time for that, you're going to have to put that sample in if someone gets it wrong. <laughs> Three strikes, you're out. Oh, this is fun already. Season two, Low Man's Lyric. Should be called Low Man Song. Sometimes there's not lyrics. Yeah, but you know, lyric. Yeah, it's just the name. People can get over it. They'll probably write in for some hate mail. <laughs> I saying, can't wait. You didn't use a lyric part for Low Man's lyric, right? Whoops. Did you hear that? No, I did not. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Jeff. Did you hear it? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, he actually. Oh. 
<laughs> I did. It just gave me a great idea. <laughs> That's the part you need to play. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Just do it. Just do oh. it. Oh. Nope, I'm going with I'm going with the show plan here. Okay. <laughs> All right, Andy, number uh number three. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, Unforgiven 2? Nice. Oof. All right, I got another song here for you. Well, well let me ask, where, where, where do you rank the Unforgivens? Ooh. Uh, two, one, three. Oh. Same. I go one, three, two. Mine's... What? 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 Yes. Did you just hear that, Jeff? <laughs> wow. I like Death Magnetic though. So I mean, I like that. I like Death Magnetic too. But wow, three over two. I could see one over two, but oh, three over. I, no, mine's definitely two one three, just like Shane's. It's, two one three, man. Yeah, it's there's something about two that is. It's a great song. It's tough to say that right now because Unforgiven three on S and M two. It's fucking dynamite. It is really good. Every second of that. I think it's over eight minutes is fucking incredible. Jeff, I have a song for you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Listen up. You're getting a low man's tune. Here you go. Uh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) what do you got? Unforgiven. Yes. Nope, it's Unforgiven too. Oh. <laughs> Damn it! Well, it looks like I don't, I don't win. Oh, that's a great teaser with the horn. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> that's what I was thinking about when I hit the button by mistake. Yeah, I know. That's what I was trying to hint at him. I wanted oh, to God, give Andy funny. that clip. <laughs> that is so funny. All right, Andy, song number four. That would be the struggle within. Dude, you're killing it. You yeah. got this, man. Jeff's like, I think that was Sweet Amber. <laughs> I thought it was confusion. I'm actually surprised I got that that quickly. <laughs> Best song on the record. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good one, yeah. My favorite. Oh. Song number five. Okay, so I'm going to be specific here. I believe this is Confusion on SNM2. Wow, we got to make this harder. Nice job, dude. <laughs> that was awesome. That was fun, yeah. Andy, we had fun, man. Thanks for coming on and being the uh, number one guy on season two. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a blast. Hopefully it lives up to the hype like the Edwin Atwater episode did. So. Oh, it's fun, dude. You just watch it, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, watch the numbers climb. It's going to be here. Yeah. Andy Castle, episode 2.1. Everything's bigger in Texas. The VP, to live us to, I almost said to live us to die, to live us to DFW, and a hardcore Cowboys fan. Jeff, when you got two uh, seats from the stadium in your office in your home, that's that's the real deal. Yeah, that's a sign of making it. <laughs> Aikman or Romo, Andy? 
Oh, come oh, on. Oh, Aikman, of course. Come on. <laughs> Romo. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, I had to find some ground here. His name is Aikman, of course. Tony okay. fake, Tony fake an injury Romo. Okay, Aikman or Prescott. Oh, t- still. Oh, Dak Attack, of course, right? Oh, <laughs> I love it, man. Dude, I like Prescott. Prescott is good, but man, Aikman. Oh. <laughs> number eight. And if no one was open, hand it off to number 22 and Emmett, look out. There you go, yeah. Emmett had wheels, man. Yeah. Oh, good times. Season two, episode one, pretty much in the books. Andy, thanks again, man. Uh, keep in touch, and hopefully we see you in the snake pit sooner than later. Yeah, thanks for having me again, guys. It was a good time, man. We'll see you soon, man. All right. All right, Andy, take care. <laughs>